Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Lucas was like, you know, everyone thinks you're nuts, right? And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff. You're like, this is the good shit. This is what I want. Yeah, this is where I really tuned into the episode because I, I was watching with a little bit of a group last night, which I usually do not do. And then I was like, guys, you got to shut the fuck up. I mean, this, is, this is where it happens. This is the candy. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Welcome to Here to Make Friends. It's a podcast founded by Simone de Beauvoir in 1754, as you all know. This is the fake news edition of the podcast. And it really inspired us. Yeah. It makes things so much more fun. When you can just, like, make up facts. Impossible facts. Things that could never be true. I don't know. It's really a lesson about America now, which I think is the message that Hannah was trying to send. Yeah. She thinks about these things very <laughs> deeply. So to help us make up facts about America today, we're joined by a friend of the pod, actress Erin Dark. Hi. I actually invented the bicycle. Wow. wow. I see. I yeah. heard it was Benjamin Franklin. No, she was incorrect about that. It was me. <laughs> it's important to set the record straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here. I mean, Thank but we so all much. know who invented post-it notes. So, yeah. You me? Know. Romy and Michelle. Romy and Michelle. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was fake news. <laughs> you have to learn how to set these things apart. You know, reality oh. is reality and fiction is fiction. I got it. Okay. So before we get started, uh, we wanted to mention, as some of you may know, we do have our first ticketed live show coming up. It's at the Bell House in Brooklyn on July 25th. Uh, if you're interested in going, you can find tickets by going to thebellhouseny.com and searching for Here to Make Friends under events. We don't have an easy link, but you will find it very easily if you do that. And the we... link is also sitting in the bio of our Instagram page. So that is another way to get there. And we do want to say, like, these tickets are selling. Yeah. So <laughs> somehow don't dally. We would love to see you all there. Um, we're hoping to have a, a really fun uh, vintage recap for you guys. Yes, we're, we're going to, to be recapping the first ever episode of The Bachelor. So get excited. Yeah, it's been a longtime dream of mine. So <laughs> it's all happening. And now let's just dive right in um, to week four of Hannah Beast's bachelorette season. Was anyone else so bored until the last like 20 minutes of this episode? Yes. 
I mean, I, I I didn't hate this episode as much as I've hated some other episodes <laughs> this season. I mean, I think that I did actually feel like we got to see some personality on some of the one-on-one dates, which has not been a common theme, which I loved. There was drama on the group date. That's there was true. more drama at the cocktail party. Like, this was a pretty eventful the Weak. drama, the drama I enjoyed. I I want more from these one on ones. I think we, I agree that we've seen personality, but like we'll get into it. But I want more. I want to know more about these people. I, I know. Do you though? This thing. I'm these maybe not. <laughs> this thing. I am like constantly like through every season of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I am amazed at the ability to spend so much time talking about nothing. Like mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of seasons now, and you would think it would stop being amazing, but I still find myself <laughs> being like, "How many hours have you guys spent together today without talking about literally anything of substance?" They must at some point have talked about something so that they could later say. We're so I love vulnerable. Talking to you about things, it's been really great. Or did they just say that repeatedly? I don't the know. They might have just said, I have this feeling with you that I have not had before, and it feels really good. And I love that we can be open and vulnerable. And it just, it's just on repeat. And they're like, see that thing that I just said about I ha- how I have that feeling? I haven't said that to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I Intimacy, mean, man. Like, <laughs> Hours. They spend hours together. Okay, I'm sorry. I derailed this. We can actually start getting to the recap now. Let's just say (laughs) this episode was sponsored by Halo Top. What? I had no idea. No, here's the sad thing. Halo Top probably had a smaller buy than Newport, Rhode Island. (laughs) Because they only were in one scene. But it was much more memorable of a sales pitch than Rhode Island, which the main thing we learned about Rhode Island is as soon as they get to Rhode Island, they go go to to Boston. It's time to go to Boston, (laughs) which not only isn't Newport, it's not in the same state. It is not an endorsement of Rhode Island or Newport. To me, like that's like an anti uh, anti promo package, because even if there is good stuff from Newport later in the episode, I guess maybe we'll get I to that. I don't know. It I mostly like... seemed there were a lot of like old empty mansions. Right. Well, because well, that cold. is what Newport is like. But it are is, they like it's beautiful? Are they haunted and abandoned? Because all of them really <laughs> yes. seemed haunted and abandoned. I went. I actually have been to Newport on so vacation. It's gorgeous. It's really. Beautiful. I went in the summer, and it is a beach town. Same. So that was. Appropriate. The summer uh, is the correct time but to be it is, there. These mansions are, it's where like the really wealthy people used to go for, for vacation. So there are mansions that were owned by like the Vanderbilts. Oh, and they're pretty insane. If you actually go through them, it's incredible. Yeah. Like they're, they're cool. Very over the top. But like, of course, they just like stick them in a corner of one of the rooms. Yeah, it was like a dinner. corner at night. No one seems to be there or anywhere near it. Yeah. I definitely was like, like the first one, I was like, where are they? And then like by like the third one, I was like, is that all Newport is? Is it just empty? Yeah, I feel like this, if anything, actively made people not want to go to Newport. Because the overwhelming main impression that you get is that like the first thing you do is leave. Like that's just (laughs) never going to be a good sales pitch. And like, and then they're there in the off season. There isn't that much going on. It feels kind of drab and wintry. It just wasn't a good... Pitch. But you know what is there? A Gurney's Resort. Which is always where I stay. No matter where I go, I go to Gurney's. Um, 
It looked a little sad. It looked, it looked really, really sad. sad. It's That's just, the thing. I'm sure it's really nice, but when you're used to like bachelor levels of like you're competing like, with like the yeah, you're competing glamorous. with like the Caribbean and Thailand and like at one point when he was like, look at that view, and it was like a gray sky. It was very bad. Yeah. Also, like all all of the the color scheme of the living room just seemed yeah. a little bit drab and sad. But I think it's the sort of thing. I bet like yeah, it's like a beach town if you're there in the summer that then it's lovely that probably yeah. reads that's as like cool beachy but like in winter it just read as like kind of cheap yes sorry gurneys yeah maybe i, I will say, visit you someday and as love someone you. who has been to newport on vacation i support going there it's beautiful i think you'll have a much better time than <laughs> it appears you would have from from this show um but again first date car goes to jed and they leave. And they leave. He says, if I had a tail, I'd wag it for sure, which to me was a real mm-hmm. knock on Jed. I did not want to hear about his possible tail. I just was curious that that was his first response, <laughs> that when he's happy, he's like, oh, I wish I had a tail right now so I could wag it. <laughs> so it's hard for me to think about how you'd express happiness in any other way than as a dog. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, I don't know how to express physical joy, yeah. so I how just wish I had a tail to wag. Well, there, is, there are a lot of repressed emotions going on <laughs> yes. with these men. Like, none of them know how to express themselves. Well, he's a musician, so this is the sort of thing, you know, it's like, if I were a dog, <laughs> I'd wag my tail for you. Oh, you there, that, you just wrote his first single. You Thank did. you. Um, so they they uh, go to Boston. They go to Boston, where Hannah oh, immediately Jesus. gives us a little history lesson. Oh, God. Oh, God. She doesn't know much about Boston, except that there was tea. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which they threw Correct. in a body of water. Just Correct. Any somebody. She's not sure which one. It it doesn't really matter. Um, She heard that there was a chant which she gets right after about 15 attempts. You mean taxation without reprisation? (laughs) Well, you know, close enough. It took so long to so get long. there. No representation. (laughs) Taxation for for reprisation. Those are the moments, though, where I'm like, does ABC secretly hate her? Yes. Because, like, they chose to air that I feel in like, its oh, entirety. Yeah. What troubles uncut. me is that I think that they think it's cute. And I'm like, that is such a basic fact that I don't think that you can graduate third grade without learning that. And it's so it's it's I'm, hard for me to find it super endearing. I, I would mean, just be like, maybe cut that. I'm going to say yeah. ignorance, not adorable. Yeah, Not for me. Like, we all have our things, our things that we don't know, of course. However, I don't find it super adorable when I don't know basic stuff about the world. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not, like, something that I'm like, oh, don't you want to, like, marry me now? Because I don't. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I don't know feel about the like Boston a, Tea Party. a deep sense of shame yeah. when I have basic gaps in my knowledge. I don't think there's enough yeah. shame in America today. And that's... Certainly the right people are not feeling the right amount <laughs> yeah. of shame. Poor Hannah. Uh, but Hannah brushes this off and she's like, I'm just going to make shit up. Is that not a question that you might get in a fucking like pageant? Don't you have to know shit sometimes for pageants? You have to know facts. Have you, you have to seen be like, the way that some of these pageant I feel like the questions, go. the questions are not like, what was the chant at the Boston <laughs> Tea Party? They're Which, like, open-ended. I don't even it They're like, how, yeah. what, are, what are your feelings okay. on... Yeah. How do you think that yeah. we should keep American history alive in, right. in our hearts today? 
Exactly. For example. <laughs> Just like How that. How do we fix the education system? There's always a question about the education system. Yeah. Well, um, it sounds like it needs to be answered. <laughs> that, in a way, she answered it very well. Yeah. Um, it's like last week we got an entire lesson on the failures of sex ed. This week we got a lesson in the failures of, you know, basic social studies. Yeah. Yeah. Just American history. I'm also American like, history. I don't think she read enough historical fiction in her middle school English class. Did she not read the American Girl doll books? Yeah, I mean, come on. just read the Felicity books. You get a great primer on the Revolutionary War. Exactly. Or uh, what's that oh God, book that everyone in my class hated about the little <laughs> the little militia boy who is. burns his hand with silver? And everyone is everyone in my class like hated it. I do. Anyway, not. I learned I a lot know. about American history from those <laughs> YA books. Um, so, Hannah and Jed are exploring. They they go the to beautiful the, city, the Quincy Market. <laughs> Nick is over here nodding. He's from Boston. He's very excited. Is the about Quincy this Market state. a big deal, Nick? Yeah, I mean it's a little. He says yes, but it's a little yeah. touristy. Maybe more than it does look a little touristy. The thing I always love is when they go to cities in the U.S. that have a big tourist component and they go to the touristy area and you can tell that they're just hanging out at all the exact kinds of kiosks that are in every town with the tourist presence. It's like (laughs) this is the little stand that sells like a million kinds of hats and like every city has that stand because tourists need somewhere to buy hats, I guess. She's like today is all about fun. Fun and America. Because Boston is America. There's really no separation between the two. Um, you can try to separate them, but it just but doesn't it's, work. It's, yeah, it doesn't work. She remembered just enough history to know that it was important. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what I know about history is Boston was there. Yes. <laughs> um, she's like, I have a new talent, which is making up facts about America. She's actually really bad at it because all the facts she makes up are impossible. Mm-hmm. That's the Thomas Edison Hotel, she says. It was founded in 1692, <laughs> about 200 years before Thomas Edison was a thing. They were really ahead of their time. <laughs> they really were. They, they like, knew. We think they this knew. name is going to be really apt <laughs> yeah. at some point. Paul Revere invented the bike. Actually, that one could be true. I have no idea who invented the bike. No idea don't either. I think it is definitely I not don't Paul Revere. I don't think it was Paul Revere. But I was amazed well, at her ability. Well, he rode his bike and he said, the British are coming. Right. Are coming. And they were <laughs> like, and they never have done that if you hadn't invented the bike. The iconic image of Paul Revere on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I did also, like, I was like, so you you know Paul Revere's name. Well, Do you know actual facts or are you just, like, pulling that out of somewhere? Here's what I was sad about. I think that a couple years ago this would have been really funny and fun and uncomplicated for me to watch. Right. Because it is, like, fun to, like, goof around. You know, like, you look at people yeah. on the street and make up what they're talking about. It's fun to, like, make shit up and bond with someone that in way. In 2019, though, it's dark. It just unfortunately yeah. has some extra <laughs> political resonance right now um, in light of our current uh, political situation. And that's not Hannah's fault. I am sure she was not even in the slightest thinking no, about that. No, of course not. She was goofing around. She's very cute. But all I could think about was, like, alternative facts. Yeah. And that was just it was yeah. like what I want to be thinking about during a, I know. I was my like, beautiful finally, Monday night respite. They're finally being fun and showing The Bachelorette <clears throat> doing something other than being like, I love how comfortable we are together. And I still can't enjoy it because of Donald Trump. So <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Trump. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was, you know, not in America 
wearing a very ill-fitting suit. I'm haunted by the images of him <laughs> in the I UK. I can't even talk about that. <laughs> um, so they go to a pub, the Cheers pub. Is it just like, are there I'm just like confused. a ton of, is it the real Cheers pub? I yeah. was wondering that. Was the TV nodding. show Cheers based on that pub? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. So apparently, Great. according to Nick, this is the Cheers pub. Do you think that Jed or Hannah have ever seen Cheers? Because no, I'm going to go. I don't with no. think so. I bet you they saw some reruns. I don't know. They didn't seem to like recognize they it yeah, as like they didn't any significance. It. No one was like the Cheers pub. Well, like, usually when they, usually Where even when he? they do that, it's like prompted by producers. Yes, but they because it's not, it wasn't even acknowledged. Eh, I don't know. Because I feel like, why would you do that and not tell them about <laughs> Cheers? Maybe they I just feel like cut they just it. didn't show it. Anyway, the the whole Cheers pub situation was a mess because they know perfectly well that if you put the the Bachelorette and the, their date into a crowded room, that you won't be able to hear a single word they say. That's why they always have them alone at dinner. Why did they do this? I couldn't hear anything they said. They've done this before. Like, was it last season they had a date, like, in a market and it was just impossible to hear anything? Yeah, they started, yeah. like, doing it again. And I don't get it because you can never – they didn't try to clear it out at all. They were surrounded by people surrounded talking. surrounded people who well, then at one point chanted kiss, kiss, kiss. As oh. you do. Super comfortable date. You really I mean, I often, I often pressure people into physical affection yeah. Anytime me. I yeah. see people even remotely physically affectionate, I start chanting kiss in any public yeah. space. Yeah. I mean – it's just about being supportive. Yeah. yeah. They support their love. People exactly. need to know that if they want to sit next to each other, they've got to be ready. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't remember anything they said in there. and I wasn't actively thinking I couldn't hear it. I think I was maybe just bored. To be yeah. fair, they didn't say anything very interesting from what I could tell. Um, you know, Jed spends a long time telling Hannah how she's the first person he's ever had a moment with where Everything else just fades away. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I was like, it's ironic because nothing is fading away for me right now. Everything around you feels very present and like I can't get away from it. Well, I felt that I was fading away from the entire situation. Yeah. And they were like, finally, Emma's gone. I will say of the dudes that are Hannah's type. Seems to be like Hannah and I have very different taste in men. I would. Well, I'm just yes. gonna throw that out there. Like very, very different taste in men. But <laughs> you're not dudes, a, not a Luke P gal. <laughs> um, but of the dudes that she seems to be into, Jed, Jed seems like like the most I, maybe normal and nice. I like him. He just didn't do anything very interesting during this date. No, but, but I do no like. No one has for the most part, and especially not the dudes that she seems to be into. Like interest level low. Yeah. Yeah, we Hannah and I didn't. So he at least just seems common. to be like chill and nice. He was fine on this date. Like they, there's still a lot of it left actually. Yeah, to go I mean we have the whole Halo top. They plug. walk through Boston yeah. Common. Um, he's like, I wonder what that monument is, and she says, You could just make it up, like I made it up. And I was like, or there's a plaque on it. I know. Like I that. said the same yeah. thing. I was like, or you could walk like 10 feet out of the and way read. and not worth look it. at it. Um, and then, I mean, that's a lot of work. You have to read <laughs> things. Learning is, Learning is hard. Then, oh, my God, look who it is. It's a Halo top vendor just <laughs> serving up free Who'd pints thunk? to anyone who With walks With the calorie by. counts right there. Right there. It's. He was like, I could just eat this whole pint right now. Sorry, that was Hannah. But I bet it's she did fine because each serving is only three 
hundred sixty calories or yeah. whatever. That's still kind That's of a still lot. Of lot. Calories. Was that? Oh yeah. What? How big is a survey? No, it's a, a, <laughs> or a is whole it the whole pine. thing? The whole, the pine. whole pine. Okay, yeah. well, she yeah. could eat the whole pine. Yeah, the whole pine is. I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've. I've dabbled in Halo dabbled Top. in Halo Top from time just, to time. It's fine. Not opposed. It's not ice cream. I think we should all stop calling it ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Like it's its, it's own a frozen, thing. frozen dessert. Yeah, dessert it's a product. frozen dessert product. If you are uh, like on a diet, like apparently most bachelorette. Fans. Yeah, like if you haven't had ice cream in years, it tastes <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, they've gone all in on the bachelor or bachelorette viewing they market. They really have. They have like Nick. Vile doing an ad with they I think have, the guy in the Halo top truck in the ad was the vendor from the park. He's I'm the Halo pretty top sure. Guy, I yeah. guess. I guess. Um, they like zoom in on the Halo top logo for like five seconds. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah, like I know they do a lot of corporate sponsorship, but for some reason that one felt like more <laughs> jarring than usual. I was like it's not subtle. It's not making me be like, no. oh, maybe I should eat a Halo top. It's like, wow, the Bachelorette really wants me <laughs> to buy Halo top. At one point, they just did like a lingering shot right on the cart. Like, yeah, exactly. Halo top yeah. is still there for like five seconds. For, so for like long. a very long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they have some ice cream and then they got to work off those 360 calories. Yeah. So. With the Celtics. Exactly. They go into a gym. Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown are there, two of the Celtics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Jed is thrilled. Apparently, he is an NBA fan. He does seem to be. He seemed to be like a genuine fan. I mean, a lot of guys are. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that. I believe it. It's not like when they're actually a fan of the like Z list country, country star. And then yeah. I'm like, are you though? Although, actually, Jed would be the most likely because they would True. probably have met in Nashville at some point. But he also likes uh, basketball. And they're going to play some like two on two. Yep. Um, which the whole uh, point of which is just for Jed to let Hannah score. And, and to Hannah touch each other wheels. a lot in yeah. a way that made me think those Celtics players were probably real uncomfortable. If I was the Celtics player, I would be like, why? Like, they must have had some sort of, like, been in some sort of trouble or, like, <laughs> lost know. a straw yeah, drawing. Like, how, like, how, how did they, did they end up on, on this show? And then Jalen Brown has to give Hannah romantic advice. What was that? I was like, you, they don't know each other. Yeah. And, I mean, his advice isn't bad, but, like, it's pretty like you could just google like what's a good partner and that's kind of what it would be you know like someone who accepts you and like makes you laugh like, I sure. was just like, and you could tell how unenthusiastic he was about talking to Hannah because she's like, "This is what Jed means to me," and I feel all these things. And he, his response is just deadpan, like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. it's like, I did good. I'm like, excited to hear okay. that. I feel like he lost, like he lost the bet within whatever bet <laughs> made them go on The Bachelor. It was like there was a second bet that was like, and one of you has to listen to her talk about her love life. Oh my god, I know there, there's. Some some back behind the scenes machinations going on that that thrust these two poor men into the spotlight. Um, but uh, I'm sure the Celtics were happy to to have that exposure to the yeah the Bachelorette audience, just like Halo Top. Um, and Hannah and Jed get to play some one on one after the the players leave, and then they go to dinner in a mansion. I do think we should give a shout out to Jed's amazing kissing backhand shot. Yeah, that was actually that was really actually that was the most impressive thing I've seen a contestant do in a while. And also the way that he did it, like kind of covering his head, yeah. made me think that it was actually the first time they tried it. Like that he was sort of like, oh, I yeah. just like tossed it up, but like, oops. I mean, it 
It was a good move. It was a good move. Very smooth. As we found out when Hannah then listed as her favorite part of the day. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to remember that forever. She's going to tell her grandkids. Guys, I'm so excited to talk about this dinner conversation. Oh, boy. It was very meta. Yes. Yes. There... This was a milestone in Bachelor I know. History. It was the first it time. It was the first right? time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, okay. Yeah. So what happens basically is that Hannah uh, is like, I love how yourself you are and how like real you are with me. And he's like, it's really funny that you should say that because actually I've been lying to you this whole time. <laughs> Music is my passion. I've always loved it so much. It's all I've ever wanted. And it's been like difficult lately. And I was just thinking like, I don't know. I love love, but if I go on this show, it's like a really big platform for my music, and that's really what I was thinking about. But then I met you, and it's really taken that away, and now I don't care about music at all. All I care about is being with you. It's basically what he tried to say. I was so confused about where it was going yeah. at the beginning it because he looked like he was about there. to cry, and all he said was like, I loved music <laughs> yeah. since my grandma played the piano, and I was like, is this the confession no. that you love music? Well, especially because she was like, I love how honest you are. And he was like, yeah, about that. <laughs> I love music. <laughs> and I was like, what Wait, is this? Like, yeah, I was like, at first I thought he was going to be like, I love you. And then he brought up music. And then he was like, I, I thought he was going to be like, I haven't been able to like sing since a breakup until I met you. And then it wasn't he's like, that. Actually, and then I was like, yeah. oh my God, really he's doing it. Instagram followers to further my music career, which... That's why they all go on the show. That's like, it's just you never, but you, you never, never hear them acknowledge, acknowledge it. it. Yeah, it was kind of, it was interesting. It was that's the thing. People accuse other people of it, but this was the first time someone has actually owned up to like that is why I came on. Yeah, Which and it's, it's not surprising or necessarily problematic if you also then like the lead. Uh, but it was very, it was fascinating to watch him try to explain that and have them sort of, like, break the fourth wall a little bit in that way. Yeah. It was very unusual to do, but I think it was the smart play because he was the first person to do that. And so it makes it seem very real and honest and not, like, a ploy to get ahead of something. It makes it seem like he was just, like— you know, I was just, like, one of those scrubs, but, like, I've had, like, a come-to-Jesus moment, and I know that, like, that was not the right, the real right reason for me to be here. Like, it makes it seem like he is getting away from even the, the rules of the show and is, like, right. what we have is more important than, like, playing by the little games and tricks of being on The Bachelorette. Like... And now no one else can, no can one do else that. Can this ever season. do that? No. <laughs> I mean, I was a little torn because I was like, I do think that he could be doing that manipulatively, but like, I don't know don't what he would have to gain is. because it didn't really come. It just it didn't puts come that in her mind. Yes. Yeah, because that's the thing is like he didn't have to say that. Right. He could just say, "I really like you." Yeah. I, I, I wonder what conversation he had with the producer before making that decision. I wonder if they encouraged him to just because I think often singer-songwriters on this show are kind of pegged as opportunists mm-hmm. in a way that maybe people with other 
career ambitions. Well, because I do think it like translates in a very direct way. If you come on to promote your tequila brand, I don't know how much sense that makes. But if people fall in love with your singing on the show. Yeah, it's a very obvious platform. And yeah, yeah. Um, But he tells her and at first she's sort of like, so how do I know? That you can get from an opportunity for music to marriage. Like, how does that happen? Which is true. Uh, Normally, whenever you're about to meet your future spouse, you're like, I'm looking for a spouse right now. And that's it. You know? Yeah. No professional opportunities. Nothing else. (laughs) Um, But he's like, I feel comfort from your voice and your touch. And I feel something growing inside me that I've never felt before. (laughs) Um, he's falling for her. What a line. I know. I was like, I, if but I were him, I would be like, so I wish I had not phrased it quite that way. Yes. But they do all seem to work on her. Like, she just yeah. eats that shit up. Like, it is halo top. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I could eat a whole pint of these. A whole pint of these. And you know what? She does. I mean, I've Between Jen and heard, Tyler. I've never heard a bachelorette be as open as her about being like, I love it when you say what I want to hear. Like, I'm yeah. looking for guys to tell me the things I want to hear. That guy's telling me what I want to hear, and I love it. Like, <laughs> and I think... Maybe it's because she's a little young. Maybe she's just being more honest about it than other people. But, like, I'm always like, really? Like, you just want them to tell you what you want to hear? And that seems short-sighted. Yeah. I don't know. Well, especially, It makes you really easy to manipulate. It makes you really easy to manipulate. And when you have that many dudes telling you what you want to hear, do you still believe it all? I think she does. Yes. She does. Yeah. She believes it. Uh, she says she's catching feels, and she offers him the rose, and they make out against a wall. Yep. A lot of wall makeouts this season. I mean, it is a good move. Yeah. Ari really well, pioneered that, mm. but, you know, it's his legacy cinematic. has continued. It's a cinematic sort it's of It's cinematic, posture. and it's not like they give them a lot of places to, like, lay down. Yeah. Like, they're at dinner. Their choices are, like, some weird chairs. Yeah. Also, or, but like, you notice that there seemed to be more laying down makeup. There is more laying down makeup. Than usual. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what I have noticed from that is that it's not as, like, visually striking as making out against a wall. No. Like, it always looked, when she and Peter were laying down making out, I was like, that looks awkward. Like, it looks But like when they were up against a wall and she. Sexy. Oh, sexy. <laughs> Very sexy. Which, like, and personally, I'd probably rather lay down on a sofa than make out than be up against a wall. But to watch, I prefer the wall. Right. There is a difference between <laughs> someone else, you know, visually consuming your um, sexual encounter and you being yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, for everyone's sake, I'm glad that no one will ever have to visually consume mine. Yeah, it's really affirmed my decision not to get into pornography. <laughs> or or being on reality dating shows. Yeah, you know, um, one or the other. So the group date card arrives, and it goes to Dylan, Mateo, John Paul Jones, Connor, Garrett, Dustin, Devin, Grant, Peter, Kevin, Mike, Luke S., Luke P. True love requires blood, sweat, and tears, which means Tyler gets the one-on-one. Go, Tyler. Uh, so the group date, they're all at sort of a fortress, coliseum, sort of very desolate-looking location. And they are all wearing their best sports gear. Yeah. They're all wearing leggings under shorts. So I guess no one brought cold-weather athletic <laughs> no, gear. They, it was no, probably one of the things they gave out, like some, like, Under Armour yeah. leggings. I also think that is, like, that is like a uniform of dude cold-weather gear. It is. Mm. 
of like some sort of like thermal leggings under shorts. Oh, yeah. I've certainly seen it around Brooklyn, you know, winter (laughs) runners. Yeah. Um, It's something I associate more with like actual athletic, like college athletes or something, whereas, like, dudes who are just, like, running around, I normally see Well, to be pants. fair, nearly all of these men are former college athletes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're like, we know how this goes. Um, they... Uh, and they're so excited to be extremely aggressive. They're like, fuck yeah, I love blood. I love making <laughs> other dudes cry. This was, this like, rocks. the most genuine excitement and emotion we've seen from the majority of these men. Yeah. I watched this entire date, like, starting from the date card with this, like, horrified look on my face. <laughs> like, every well, part of it, it made yes, me so it was very horrifying. Um, Luke P is like... I love this. I played football. I'm ready to like smash some skulls. Yeah, Luke P is also like not I would in football. like to murder people. Yeah. Um, the coaches like kind of give them the rugby spiel, which was horrifying. It was like yeah. I mean, it's rugby football, is an incredibly no very intense violent. contact it's sport. Very. The, co- violent. the coaches are literally like, it's football, but there are no helmets, no pads, no water breaks. We've seen people get knocked out. We've seen people with broken yeah, legs. Yeah, broken hanging leg off. hanging off thing was disturbing. I mean, I was like, I don't understand what is being bragged about here. Like that they we can be as violent as possible. We literally are playing this thing for fun that people could easily die from doing and we think that's cool as long as it's not us and it's that other guy over there who's dead i think that's cool yeah it was like a a beautiful lesson in everything that's wrong with uh toxic toxic masculinity masculinity. it's just so because i've been so submerged for years insofar as i consume anything about football and the whole like traumatic brain injury conversation and like can we fix football so that it's ethical to still play and these guys are like what if we made it worse instead <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sick um so uh hannah's like i love it i'm actually gonna throw it out there that there's actually like i think uh because there are no helmets in that sport there might actually be less brain injuries because the players are more conscious of their heads and other people's heads I feel like there's actually Maybe. been studies done that adding helmets makes people think they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And so it actually gets more violent and more intense. I would love to look that up. But if people are getting <laughs> routinely knocked out on the rugby field, yeah, I mean, that's I, pretty I don't think bad. Rugby is, all I of it is can't bad. Rugby is safe. Just, it's all bad. It's all bad. Um, <laughs> that's just my, Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> my expert opinion. Um Hannah has a great attitude, which is, I love how manly this is. I love manly men. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. And it's like, that is the premise of this form of manliness. This is just about fun and safety and also violence. watching these men beat the shit out of each other. I'm very confused about what she wanted from this date. Yeah, she was like, I, don't I really know want to see a different side of them. She was like, and I want to see them, like, beat each other up but not hurt. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't know what she wants. She's like, how do you commit severe violence but also be really kind and, like, not harm anyone? Yeah. Yeah. But be violent and also get dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's like the consumption of this kind of masculinity in entertainment contexts allows us to be really divorced from what it actually means to be that violent to be like, oh, well, I see, like, superheroes beating each other up on screen or whatever. And, like, I never see anyone's leg hanging off. You know, it's fine. Or, like, then I see the actor later and he's, like, chill. I don't know. I just feel like she wants the signifiers of it but not any of the actual 
consequences. Oh, yeah, because right. I think she probably, like, grew up in a place where she, as well as the men around her, were taught that, like, that is what being a man is. And right. that, that is, is what masculinity is. That's what looks like. That's and what so is therefore attractive. It's probably a little bit of, like, a conflict of, like, what she is actually attracted to, which seems to be guys that just tell her she is the best. And then they and then, go out and punch each other. Yeah, but, like, nose. what she feels like she should, like, she, because, like, she said that thing about, like, I want, like, a manly a manly guy, man. Yeah. A manly man. And you're like, you know that, like, manly men exist that don't have to, like, beat each other up, right? No, they have to. No, that is what being manly is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. cannot be a man without that. I'm sorry. Sorry, boys. It's just sorry, boys. That's just how <laughs> I don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't. It's unfortunate. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. I wish um, I did. So they split up into the blue and green teens, put on eye black, a bagpipe plays, they run out to a huge roaring crowd who's just like, we want blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, kill him. Kill him. Yeah. They were literally chanting <laughs> that at one point. I was like, why? And the camera angles were really menacing because they were coming at the crowds from below. It was like. Yeah. It was, it was very startling. Um, so they start they start playing and Luke P is really dominating. Um he, they, he's on the blue team. The blue team is up 5-0 at half. Luke P had murder in his eyes. Yeah. Just I have to say the, hel- the lack or presence of helmets does not affect Luke's sense of how violent he can <laughs> no, be. No, it doesn't. <laughs> he didn't read that study, I guess. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> didn't really internalize the takeaways. Yeah. yeah. Um, at halftime, Kevin very like casually is like, I think I'm gonna like dislocate my shoulder. I don't know if someone just like maybe look at it. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, man, just go to the hospital. And they're like, okay, sure, we'll look. And then they're like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> and he's like very quietly like moaning in pain. And I was like, Kevin, that that's actually very like I don't think he played that up enough. <laughs> no, he was being he very chill. He did about not it. use it to his advantage. He was just like, I guess I will stoically suffer. Yeah, no, you need to be toxically masculine in a much more dramatic way if you're going to get Hannah's attention. You can't just be like, suffering is manhood. I will quietly go to my grave. Um, So uh, the game continues, uh, and Luke P is getting more and more violent. And it seems like as the final whistle is going, or thereabouts, there is an incident. We We're, only see it in like this out of the corner of our eyes. It's not of. a good shot. But yeah. I rewound and watched it three times. <laughs> oh, what, what did <laughs> you learn? That it it's pretty clear. It seems like when you just are watching it live, it feels like it's not a very good shot and you can't see it very clearly. But actually, when you rewind and are concentrating on that part of the screen, you can mm-hmm. see pretty clearly what happens, which is that like you don't see the moment that supposedly supposedly Luke P knocked Lucas down and then Lucas got back up and I guess was coming for him. him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's literally like you just see you see Luke S like get up and then just like calmly start to walk toward Luke P <laughs> and then Luke P picks him, him up. up. Like picks him up and then just body slams him down. It's horrifying. What? Do you see him knee uh 
knee Luke S in the face. I don't think you do because you sort of see the body slam and then like she turned and then the camera clearly like hadn't noticed it and then it all notices it. So in the turn, you don't really get to see the moment afterward. But I was really amazed that people were talking about the kneeing in the face more than the body slam. Well, the knee in the face was up for debate. Where's the body slam? Luke was very much like, yes, I did pick him up and slam him to the ground. I picked him up and I placed him on his back on the ground very gently. Like you would with a baby. It was like a move that you would see in like wrestling. (laughs) Only that person would be bracing for it. Like it was really like rewinding it because I was like, holy shit. Then we rewound it again to see if we could see any sort of knee, which we couldn't. But it's like it's horrifyingly violent. It's just like an insane, insane moment. Like Luke P at first is like, it's a contact sport, man. Like it's what it is. Like. No, but first he was like, it's like football. It's physical that way. I was like, that is 100% also illegal in football. Yeah, you can't pick someone up after the play and throw them to the ground. Yeah, like literally the only sport where that is legal is UFC fighting. Yeah. You can't even do that in boxing. Yeah, no, it's basically never allowed. No. So I don't know why he thought it was allowed, but that's his initial defense. His initial defense is this is a contact sport. It's physical. It's like football. And meanwhile, Luke S. is furious. furious. He also seems genuinely very shaken, which yeah. I believe because getting the wind knocked out of you is a really frightening experience. Yeah. If Luke P. picked me up and threw me to the ground, I would never be in his presence yeah. again. Like, <laughs> like I that's fully it. understand why Luke S. was like, I never yes. want to see you again. That, yeah. like, was horrifying. It's very weird to me how a lot of the people, well, initially, and I think the guys take it more seriously later, initially they're like, it's not about how you react to him. It's his problem. And I was like, no, he violently attacked this guy. Like, yeah. it's not just about reacting the right way. Yeah. It's not just about whether he reacts the right way. It's also about the fact that violence was inflicted on him. I think that that's fair. Um, but they're trying to calm Lucas down, I guess, so that he doesn't escalate things too much. But Luke P is like, I guess I overstepped because... No one seems to think that I did a cool thing. So he goes and apologizes to Lucas, who just, like, completely brushes him off. Because he He kind of apologizes, but then he's like, you know, it was, like, self-defense. Right. He, He, like, says that to him, like, in his apology. Yeah, like, (laughs) you sort of had it coming. So, like, sorry. Like, I'm sorry that my self-defense was more violent than you wanted it to be. I don't know. Yeah, so... But it is, I do also, like, I have to say, as someone who rewound and watched it three times, it really amplified for me, and I don't understand why ABC didn't just show it again. I feel like they wanted it to feel... Ambiguous. Ambiguous, so that we could hear about it from the different... I hate that they do that shit sometimes. Like, you have the tapes. I know. Show us the fucking tape. Especially because you know that it was a thing that happened, like, sort of in the background and everyone might not have caught the first time it aired. So if people are watching on live TV, the thing is they're they're less invested in the truth and more invested in the drama. Right. So it's not important to them what actually happened. This way of framing it allows there to be factions of, like, oh, I think people are being too hard on Luke P. Like, they were playing rugby. It's tough. And, like, I don't know, maybe Luke S. was being, like, scary. You know, it allows there to be a debate, and that's really in the interest of the producers. I, know, I guess I get them not showing the tapes to, like, the people on the show. But as the no, audience no, at but home, I mean, as part the of audience, the joy is knowing the truth. No, but I think that they want that from the audience. They want some people in the audience to be right. like, I'm I'm Team Luke P., and some people I, to be like, I'm Team Luke I mean, S. Yeah. I hate the 
Underwood out here just defending Luke P. What? What? What did he say? Um, I I don't know if this was after. This was before last night's episode aired, so I wonder if he would rephrase now. Still, but yeah, he said, "I actually like Loopy. Listen, if this was anything other than The Bachelorette and the formula and what it is, it would just be a guy who knows what he wants and he's committed to a girl that he can see himself lasting with." Oh, I just shut it. But since there's other options, it's coming off as a little overbearing. But I'm a fan. Yikes. Colton, Colton. No. Colton's canceled. He is, he's been canceled ever since he, like, <laughs> told women, you know, decided that, like, wearing underwear while you have your period was just oh, disgusting right. and yeah. you need to, like, throw it away right after, right. you know, you, should you never, have your period. Yeah. Every time. Just dispose of them. I forgot about that. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll break down more from week four of The Bachelorette with Aaron Dark. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and, like, take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with 
factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, keto, vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. 
absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Before we get back to the show, we just want to remind everyone to buy tickets to our live show at the Bell House in Brooklyn on Thursday, July 25th. Tickets are at the link in our Instagram bio or online at thebellhouseny.com. And now, back to the show. Basically, the whole uh, evening portion of the date becomes about investigating the Luke P versus Luke S situation. And I just want to say it is extremely rude of two Lukes to have beef on this show. (laughs) It is very hard to take notes. I was writing just their initials by the end. I was like, this is exhausting. (laughs) Well, that would have been smart. I was fully being like, Luke S, Luke P. I'm like, why is this taking so long? Um, So... Hannah pulls Luke P first because she still is really into him. Oh, I know that's the thing. That's when I was like, in that moment, I was like, oh, no, you actually, you really like him. That, like, in this situation, you chose to pull Luke P first. And this is why Luke S. is just screwed. And I think he'll be going home next week because at the end of the day, she has no connection or interest in Luke S. And she has a lot of interest in Luke P. But, like, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about as we talk about the rest of this episode. But it is, like... I, I don't, okay, I don't understand her interest in Luke P to begin I mean, with. obviously. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> to, like, the marrow of my bones, I'm like, why? But then to, like, she's been so good in this whole show, I feel like, about actually, like, listening to what people are saying and trying to, like, figure out what's going on and calling bullshit on people. But for some reason, with Luke P, it's like everyone's like, he's bullshit. And she's like, I'm just so confused. I don't know. There's some sort of animal magnetism. Something. That he exerts over her. And also, I think she loved how quickly he started obsessing over her. But it's... She's had, like, several incidents in a row that have given her pause, and she's still like, I hope I can find a way where he's innocent in this, and he's going to, like, reform, and then we're going to have, like, 17 kids. Um, Like, she pulls him basically and is openly sort of like, I have these strong feelings for her, for, for him, and so I just want to hear that I'm right to have those feelings. Um even though he is a walking red flag. Like, she's like, I have, like, some worries, but, like... Some worries, <laughs> like, you know, just just that he might be a violent psychopath. So just, like, a small worry. The way that he frames it to her is... He, so they sit down, he basically is like, look, I have the ball, I stiff-armed Luke S to the ground, Luke S started cussing and coming at me with his fist to, like, swing at my head, so I picked him up and put him on his back. <laughs> He picked Body, him up. Yeah, it sounds like very a toddler graceful, having a actually. tantrum. He's <laughs> like, "Oh no, you're going to hurt someone. Let me just like gently place you on your back." Um, Hannah's like, "Okay, well, fair enough." Uh, Not fair enough. <laughs> she doesn't actually say that. I know. Um, he's like, "I genuinely like... apologize. I don't want you to worry about like my character." And he has this tendency to always say, like, I don't want, especially with me, for you to worry about my character. Like, I don't want, especially with me, for you to feel worried. And I'm like, 
we get it. Like, yeah. you don't care how she feels about the other guys. <laughs> you don't care if she's afraid of the other guys. No big deal. Um, and she's like, what about with the other guys? Any incidents? And he's like, no, it's just like Lucas has always been like such a dick to me. And like there have been red flags because he's always talking about his liquor company. He never talks about Hannah. I would never lie to you, Hannah. I love you or something. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with you. Whatever. He's like laying it on thick. Um, so Hannah uh, decides to talk with Luke S. next, brings up Luke P. And he's like, yeah, I passed the ball. Luke hit me really hard. I went up to him to say I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> and Luke P. had a glazed look in his eye, picked me up, and threw me to the ground. She just sidesteps this. Yeah, she's like, well, Luke P. mentioned that you were frustrated with him. Because he body slammed <laughs> him. He violently attacked him. It's maybe just about how you're frustrated with Luke yeah, P. Yeah, like, I just, I encourage anyone listening to this to try and look up what actually happened. Because it is like, I was like screaming at the television listening to people talk about this. Like, he didn't pick him up and then throw him to the ground. Like, I don't want to overstate this. I would this, be broken. It really, <laughs> like, my body would be broken if that happened to me. And Lucas is really strong when you think about it. Um, I don't want to overstate this, but there's something about the logic here that is very reminiscent of, like, extrajudicial shootings to me, where it's like, he was there and in front of me, and I didn't want him to be there. And so I guess I was afraid of him, and so I killed him. Like, that seems allowed, right? Like, he could have killed me. Like, he wasn't trying to at that moment per se, but, like, he could have suddenly started trying to attack me. And shouldn't I God. have the right to defend myself from the possibility of him attacking yeah, me? That, Luke, that's Luke Luke's P, logic. Big fan of stand your ground laws. I mean, it's, I would assume the logic there is so disturbing, which is like, I should have the right to defend myself from a threat that has not yet materialized. Yeah. At all. No, and my favorite it was, was pretty like, disturbing. Later in the episode when he was like having that argument with Mike and he was like, he was like, you know, I was like scared he was gonna attack me. And Mike just went, Look! <laughs> I was like, yes. like let's all be yeah. real let's about Let's all be real here. Yeah. Yeah. Luke tr- S is like maybe one of the smallest men on <laughs> yeah. the show. He's I just like, feels delicate. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was the only one who was lobbyist. actively disturbed by the very idea of playing rugby. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's not a, even a threat in the sense that, like, he doesn't have a real connection with Hannah. He's not Hannah's type, really, because he is sort of not a football bro. And so it really just felt like Luke P felt like he could get away with it and was, which like, bullying he, him. Which he could. Yeah, and, yeah so far seems, he yeah. has. Um, she's also, like, Luke P said that you always talk about your tequila brand and not about me. And this is hard to respond to. I don't feel like Lucas does a great job. No. He's just like, I was a little unhappy. I mean, not unhappy with him, but just he really failed a few times to provide clarity or defend himself in a way that made sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think he that part of the problem is that he was he, very, I get why. No, I understand it, but it just didn't play yeah, well. Was, I also feel like he was pulled into this debate. Where he needs to defend himself by relying on his connection with Hannah, which he hasn't really had a chance to develop yet. Right. And so he's trying to to defend himself as like, I'm really here for you. I'm excited about you. But it's like based on what? So he's just like, I really like you. I'm serious. And it's like hard to believe him because like 
But it's like he shouldn't have to even defend himself on those grounds. No, and also the problem here is that he was violently attacked. Right. Yeah. Like, I I mean, mean, Luke Luke P is very good at manipulating. He did this incredible thing where he completely changed the the conversation. uh, Yeah, the terms of the argument. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, Luke P is not, I think, very... There's a part later where Lucas calls him a master manipulator. I don't think that's true in the sense that I don't think he's got a brilliant plan. But I do think that he his instincts are manipulative. Like, when yes. he's in a corner, he will do the manipulative thing. Yes. When he... Even, like, declaring his love to Hannah during a group date, during the talent show portion of a performance... That was manipulative. Like, that was trying to, like, use the circumstances to extract something from Hannah instead of, like, getting it from her on some sort of, like, equal grounds. I think that that's just the way he is. And uh, it really comes out during the course of of this this episode. So she talks to some of the other guys, and they're all like, yeah, he body slammed Lucas unprovoked and kneed him in the face. And she's like... Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Seems like I need some like, more information. They did like a literal montage of like, like Lucas was like, I don't know, talk to some of the other guys. Then there's a montage of them being like, yeah, Luke P sucks. He's, he's yeah. extremely Luke disturbed is by awful. him. Luke P is the worst. And then she was just like, oh, I still don't know yeah. though. Who to believe? Like, who to believe? Oh, when you have one guy saying one thing and 12 guys saying another thing, it's just like, who? <laughs> <laughs> so then like some of the guys sort of confront Luke P in a group they're like he's our friend and you almost really hurt him and you are the worst and Luke P is like well you didn't really see what happened so here's what happened all right I don't really remember what happened but here's what it was (laughs) and he's like I like he came at me with clenched fists and I like you know sort of laid him back to defend myself and they're like no it this other thing happened he's like all right now that you're now that you're saying that I do remember what happened like he's don't start off by being like, none of you know what really happened, then be like, neither do I. Like, that's not even smart. He also started off that conversation by saying, like, none of you were there. None of you saw it with your own <laughs> eyes. And, like, Luke S. was literally, like, three seats down. And Luke S.'s face was like, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was very present, I was very in present. Honestly, several of the guys were like, we were standing, like, right there. Yeah. Like, we saw it. It wasn't as, like, secret as you think it is. You were on an open field. Yeah, and he's still insisting that it was self-defense, even though everyone else has disagreed with him on that. He's like, oh, I was really committed to his own bullshit. I was standing over him, and he, like, stood up and, like, maybe brushed my shin with his shoulder and ear. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, well, in that case, I think maybe you're innocent. Like, that that really fixes it. I have to say, no part of me thinks that he will be around that much longer, but I really enjoy Grant. Just for his, like, facial expression, like, I feel like Grant is a dude that got invited to a wedding. <laughs> and he's, like, just there for the entertainment. Like, he knows one person at the wedding. He has very little investment, and he's just there for the ride. I call him Gerard Butler because he looks like— <laughs> He does look Gerard, Gerard Butler's, like, weird brother— that is totally his vibe. Though. But he is sort of like, he's and he just looked like there. he's just kind of there. But it was like, at, like that after that whole conversation, he was the first one that was just like, yeah, I can't. And just like, <laughs> kind of I know, leave. I loved that. And then I loved that a bunch of them were like, this is, yeah, we can't, yeah. even do this anymore. So, I thought that Garrett also did quite well. Yeah, Garrett this yeah. actually takes advantage of this to be like the only one who doesn't <laughs> talk to her about the drama, which I always think is a really sneaky thing to do. But also simultaneously. <laughs> does, you know, assert himself to 
right. Luke P on behalf yeah. of Lucas. Yes. But then he goes and sits down with Hannah and is like, I'm crushing for you hard, girl. <laughs> and he's like, it's hard for me to be vulnerable like that. She's it's like, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. You know, <laughs> I love you. a few of them have a hard time being vulnerable except with Hannah. Yeah. yeah. It's really convenient. How she just brings that out of them. Something about her warmth and her touch and like all the and like her hotness. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so she ends up getting he ends up getting the rose uh, as a little I think thank you for giving him a break from giving her a break from the drama. Um, Meanwhile, Luke P and Luke S have been having a stare down alone in the the living room. Yeah, the producers must have just been in heaven. They're like, let's yeah. get everyone else out of this room. And it was just actually force incredible. I, like Luke S was like, you know, everyone thinks you're nuts, right? And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff. You're like, this is the good shit. <laughs> this is what I want. Yeah, this is where I really tuned into the episode because I, I was watching with a little bit of a group last night, which I usually do not do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, guys, you gotta shut the fuck up. I mean, this, is, this is where it happens. This is the candy. And then Luke P is like, I thought you were swinging at me. And Luke S is like, well, you misjudged that situation completely. And I was like, wow, you really synced him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Luke S is still really angry. And he's like, I am furious that I had to defend myself to a woman I really like over some garbage fed to her by a psychopath. And Luke P is like, well... I looked up psychopath on my phone. <laughs> and I don't think I am one. Maybe that's later. That's How later. often does psychopath even come up? A bunch of times because Mike calls him a psychopath. <laughs> right. Luke P is finally Luke... like, maybe I'm a psychopath. Um, and Luke P is like, well, I hope that, you know, that changes because I really want to get to know you on a real and deeper Luke level. Luke P really played the rest of this extremely well. And it was so disturbing to me. He just gets very calm to Lucas and starts speaking to him. Like, he was really gaslighting yeah. him. No, it reminded me a little bit of Demi in a much, much more terrifying way where she would, like, totally talk shit behind the girls' backs and, like, and then to their face just be, like, very calm and, like, oh, but, like, I think you're great and, like, I really want you to get everything you want out of this journey. And it was, like, unsettling a little yeah. bit for me to always be, like, that's the opposite of what you just said, like, five seconds ago when she wasn't in the room. Like, Completely not rattled seeming, but just like, I'm just going to lie to your face right now. What is the definition of psychopath? Would you like me Look to it do up. that? Yeah. Okay. He held it up to the screen, but then took it away too quickly. Yeah, I didn't get a he chance made his to read point. the whole thing. Yeah. He made his I point. Like, Did you make your point? Um, let's see. Okay. Noun, a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. Informal, an unstable and aggressive person. I mean. So, in fact, they acknowledge the uh, colloquial use of psychopath. I just yeah. also, like, I love that Luke read that and was like, clearly He's not like, me. How could I be unstable Obviously, or that's not me. He's like, I'm very stable and also very not a stable very genius. stable genius. Um, so you know, there are some parallels. Poor Hannah has a rough night. And the next morning we find her sitting on the dock Crying. in a parka weeping. Yep. Like, it looks like she's trying to hide. She's, like, tucked into a little corner of the dock. In tears. She has the strongest emotions for Luke P out of all the guys. Oh, God. And she's worried that she's reading him wrong. She doesn't know who to trust. Not him. Not him. (laughs) But fortunately, someone is going to come whose raw sexual energy (laughs) and chiseled cheekbones are going to take her away from her sense of pain and sorrow. It's Tyler C. I mean, 
what a great choice for this date. He was really just teed up to like I was bond with her. Worried at first that it was not. I was worried at first that he was like not gonna quite be able to be that dude. Oh no. Mm-hmm. He's but got lines. He, he's got lines. And a he, she doesn't need to talk line. at all. He can just say reassuring things to her in a constant stream for five hours. Yeah, he's the one who was like, I just love a strong woman. Just love it. I just want to be her arm just candy. I want to be. I'm so supportive. So he immediately sees. He's like, hey, girl, how are you? And she's like, not great. Not great. Not immediately, though. It took him a few he seconds longer than I her. wanted it to. Like, <laughs> she co- was clearly not okay. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to be like, I'm good. And then he's like, how are you? And she's like, no, I'm not good. Um, so she tells him, like, she's not she, she's not sure if it's going to work. Like, it's really difficult. She's having a difficult time. And he's like, I'm here for you. Don't worry. There's a reason why you're going through this. You're going to come out the most amazing person ever. I want your highs and your lows. I'm going to take whatever I can get. I want to show I can be the guy who picks you up. Where does this he just has these this like incredible pool of platitudes that he can just whip out in succession and they mean nothing and yet he's incredibly charming. I find it so unsettling because I feel like he's good looking enough that I would feel like he'd never have to use a line, but I feel like the effect it's actually had is that no one ever called him out on his lines being cheesy. His lines mean nothing. They're incredibly cheesy, and yet they really work. Well, that exactly because yeah. he's so hot. He's super. Like I feel like pretty. a lot of hot guys don't have not to try. Not my type either. And yet I find myself inexplicably attracted to him. Really? It is very confusing. And he's twenty five, and like oh, right. I would never date him. Like it makes no sense. And he's so not very smart. No, oh, I said this earlier. I went and like, have you I looked have at his? Have un- you looked at his ambivalent. Instagram stories? He's kind of funny. Really? And apparently he did an AMA on Instagram and th- that someone asked what the last book he really enjoyed was. And he said The Tattooist of Auschwitz. <laughs> really? He's reading Okay, things. maybe he's – I need to give him more credit. He – I just – It feels like an elaborate you know trap for I me. Think, I think like... I need to understand – I think I need to feel like – Beautiful young male models are not that smart, so that I can feel superior to no, them in some me, way. No, for me, what it is not, is that it not triggers it triggers my she's all that instincts, where I'm like I'm being tricked into embarrassing myself <laughs> yeah. into liking this extremely hot, nice seeming, maybe reads books model quarterback, and then it's the rug is gonna be whipped out from under me, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, you pathetic. 30-year-old. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so oh, sad. Oh, man, you're right. His Insta story is kind of cute. Yeah, I think. And very complimentary know. of the other men. Also, I will say that Mike seems to really like Tyler, which speaks well for him. Yeah. Guys, the, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused I, by Tyler my own feelings for him. Tyler is one of those just so not my type and, like, platitudes are so not my type that I just found myself being like, yeah, I mean, I guess if that's your thing. No, I think the thing that would eventually drive me totally off the deep end with Tyler is that he talks too much. Like, I I would start to be like, when am I going to... Like, he just has this unbroken stream of, right. like, lines. He also doesn't And I'd be like, let me enough. say some stuff. He doesn't need to. His dimples just exist permanently, even with, with just a <laughs> yeah. slight smirk. He's smoldering. <laughs> uh, I'm not into Wait, smoldering. This is, <laughs> this is funny. In his Insta story, oh he God. has a... Screenshot of Luke P holding up the psychopath phone 
And he said, 20 bucks, Luke damaged that phone trying to type in psychopath. He owes a producer a new phone screen because <laughs> it's like a little bit cracked. I mean, I I feel like I might have underestimated Tyler, but also it's possible that I'm overestimating him now. I'm too in my head it's about both. it. It's he both has, at the same here's time. The, here's the truth. We don't actually know literally any more about him after this date, <laughs> except that he's very good at platitudes. Correct. I here's what I got. But this whole show is about making snap judgments about people. Yeah. Also, what oh, I wait, he talked about his dad too, didn't he? Yeah. Here's what I got okay, from we'll this date. I thought that yeah. he actually seemed sincere in a way that I was not convinced of before. Where I was sort of like, I do think it seems like maybe he's like genuinely a nice person beneath the lines. And Hannah seems to have the same confusion. Yeah. Which she admits. Yeah. yeah. She says she completely thought he was a player and is suddenly confused by the fact that he seems to be quite genuine and kind. Yeah. And I I get that. I wonder if he's actually more like more like the Luke story than Luke is, where it's like, I'm 25. I was a high school quarterback and a college tight end and I've sowed my wild oats or whatever and now I'm ready to like just marry a hot beauty queen <laughs> I'm like I'm definitely ready for that and settle down in Jupiter Florida like maybe um, in which case why not Hannah I guess um, basically they're they're on a lobstering boat that's the date um, and so they're pulling in lobster traps and flirting and Tyler is trying to be really like kind of fun I think and complimenting her a it lot. It was a fun date. And joking around. They get to yeah. be out in a boat. They have an activity. Yeah, I always want to go lobstering when I'm on vacation. Um, <laughs> it just looked cold. It did, it look, did cold. look cold. They, it was too cold to be in Newport. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But they, they get to eat some lobster dipped in butter, and Tyler gets to I be would like, be into that. want some tail. And she's like, oh, Tyler, oh. <laughs> you're so naughty. Um, so, like, I think he's he stepped up. Like, I think that he managed to kind of be upbeat enough to lift her mood without seeming like he was being insensitive to how right. down she was. Um, and then they go to the White Horse ta- Tavern, the oldest tavern in America, says Hannah, who really can't be trusted. <laughs> no way Trust but verify <laughs> exactly. is what I always say. Exactly. Um, so uh, she's feeling really good about Tyler. She's like... Not many people could have made me feel comforted on that day, this day that I've had. And I'm, I don't believe her. I, I don't believe her. All someone had to say was nice things to her. I mean, it's always it's weird how it's like always the one person that she's with who is like the exact the only, only right person, person she could have enjoyed that with. <laughs> um, and he's like, I'm so thankful to be that guy to like talk you off a ledge if you need it. And then she's she's like, I just want to be the best Hannah for you. And he's like, no, I don't need the best. I need the real Hannah. I adored getting that. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. I would be very uncomfortable, to be honest, uh, <laughs> if I were actually the recipient of those lines. Um, and she's like, yeah, I thought you were kind of a, a little player. So I, like, was putting up a wall. Same, Hannah. Same. I, too, was putting up a wall. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to let yeah. him in. <laughs> um, and he says, well, I'm at the point of, like, accepting who I am and I'm ready to give myself to someone. Settle down. And then he tells a really sad story about his dad. I mean, it's sad, but and ends happy. His I, dad's I, fine. At, at first, I thought his dad was Let's dead. Let's not get carried away with I, how I, sad I'm just this saying. is. No, at, when he was first launched into it, I thought his dad had died. Yeah. That's how it read. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no he he's alive. Okay. 
yeah. I'm very glad. He basically, So basically his dad, before he went on the show, got very sick, was in the hospital for a month, was in a coma for 10 days. Yeah. Tyler, it sounds like, was sort of his medical proxy. Yeah. He had to sign his DNR sort of papers, uh, look after him after surgery. But surgery went well. His dad recovered. And they watched the show together. His dad Kinda loved sweet. Hannah and thought that he was just totally the right girl for Tyler. And so he decided he was going to go on the show despite having just had this really rough family period. I thought it was really sweet. And Hannah yeah. makes the obvious connection, which is that he knows how to take care of people because he also took care yes. of her on the state. But I do. I just worry like a little bit. Like if you've had this very traumatic experience with almost losing a parent and then that parent is like, I want that girl for you. <laughs> Is there maybe some, like, deeper psychological mm-hmm. things going on in your interest in her? Uh, you know, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. We, you know, we, we can't diagnose this shit. Um, and then Tyler's like, my dad made me a fighter, and now I'm going to fight for your love. And I was like, oh, boy. All right. Dial There's enough. Back. There's enough fighting. Dial there, it There back. were a lot of people vowing to fight for Hannah's love. So maybe much. you don't need to fight for it. You no. could just, like, you, That's what you want. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But this was a really good date, and I think Tyler really kind of set himself apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the dude I've been seeing was watching with me last night, which may have set our relationship back like ten steps because <laughs> it was a painful episode. But he was like, "That guy's gonna that that guy did it right." I don't know. Comforted I still the sad feel girl. like my my I feeling about Tyler like... and Hannah still is that he has all this um, sex appeal and magnetism and nice lines and Hannah likes that stuff but I don't know if she's like uniquely attracted to it and I don't feel like she feels that spark like she felt with Jed that was like I feel like specifically comfortable with you I feel like Tyler is maybe just someone who's sort of good at making people around him feel like attractive I think that could be true I think there's there's still a lot of time ahead for me in the power interesting I also also think there's gonna be a lot more sad Hannah to comfort True. In the coming episode, I mean, I'm worried for her. I am given worried. how hard she's taking yeah. it, and we're only at week four. Yes, yeah. So uh, at this point, they have a last little treat. He gets the rose. They leave their visibly untouched meals behind, and they go to a theater. Yeah, uh, where a legitimately famous country music singer is. is- he? Jake Owen. I'm not a country music fan, but according to country music fans, he is uh, okay. Never heard of him, but no, never heard of him. You know, I'm glad for his. I don't know. People know That's who great. he is. That's cool. The only country music singer I know is Casey Musgraves. So until yeah. she's yeah. on the show, they're all going to be basically just like interchangeable to me. Yeah, we are not Casey the target audience for these cameos. But I could also I felt like a rare like the audience there seemed very genuinely into him in a way that not all audiences necessarily do. At also, those, the fact like, that there was an audience often that's because. There's actually a concert happening. Yeah, and he could do the thing where he was like, I'm going to stop singing for a minute, and you guys are going to take over the lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, so I was watching, and I was like, it seems like this guy has some actual genuine Also, a hint to me is that he is not so taken with being on TV that he's caught up in his own performance. He's just like... I got the Bachelorette here at my show. That's unusual. I'm going to stare at her and her date yeah. very I know, They were like just like a little bit too close. Like the camera yeah. angle of them with like him right behind oh, them. Oh, yeah. You could like, like see like, his eyes like right yeah, behind like, their heads, <laughs> like staring deep in it, like 
fixating on their mouths as they made out. And I was like, Jake is really just part of this. Yeah. Um, so then they head to uh, the cocktail party next, uh, which is at some sort of mansion with lion statuary. Guys, I died at this moment when they come up and you just hear Luke P yelling out in the distance, lions? This is an alpha male's house. Yeah. You know what they always say about alpha males? Yeah. They love lion statues. They love lion statues. And they, that need, is... they and they need a lot of conspicuous signifiers of how dominant yeah. they are. Well, that is true. But it's also how you know you, that the New York Public Library is actually just yeah. an alpha male's it's home. It's an alpha male's home. It is owned by alpha males, uh, the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a very alpha city. Um, I think he's more. <laughs> New York is more of an alpha woman, to be honest. Wow, don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the Luke feud is still the Luke squared situation. Luke v. Luke. Luke v. Luke <laughs> is the story of the night uh, at this cocktail party. Hannah still hasn't really figured out how she feels about it. There's still a lot of tension among the guys and Luke P. I feel like Hannah's confusion is that she... She knows in her heart that Luke P is unstable and that Luke S is in the right, but she does not care for Luke S at all. So she's trying to figure out a way to, you know, work these things out. I personally would not fault her at all for sending Luke S home just on the basis that she's clearly not interested in him. And, like, if this taints her feeling, her attitude toward him, like, sometimes that just happens. There's no coming back from it. Totally agree. Like, you can't make yourself fall in love with a guy because something was unfair to him. She can send him home, but, like, that doesn't mean that Luke P, therefore, is vindicated. vindicated. Right, exactly. And it seems like she wants to... to weigh them out next to each other and decide that that one is right and that hopefully it's Luke P. Um, so Hannah joins them and sits down with Luke with Peter first. <laughs> I just called everyone Luke. In my notes <laughs> everyone because, is named. Oh Luke. my god! Uh, Peter sits down with Hannah and is like, "I've I want to ask you a question um, that normally I wouldn't ask in this <laughs> circumstance, but." Uh, but I do want to ask you. Sorry, I'm building it up too much. I just wanted to ask if you would be my girlfriend. Thoughts on this? Um, I thought it was odd, but I also think that it worked because no one ever does this. And they all like it's very common to say things like I'm beginning to sort of start to fall in love with you or I could see myself falling for you. And no one is ever just like, you know, be my girlfriend. I have like yeah, because she's still dating are, fourteen other people. Right. But he said he was okay with her still right, dating. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's an open relationship. Um, it's never been the case with me in the past. No. People, people are not usually so understanding. No. But so I. But I think it it worked for her. Also, like she's twenty four, so she's yeah. like, I got a boyfriend. Yeah. He she's asked me. Very charmed by that. <laughs> she's not the person like off in the bachelor will repeatedly be like, I didn't come into this to get a boyfriend, and she's clearly still very charmed by the idea of having a boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, also, can we talk about how much salmon was occurring in the fashion choices of the dudes it was during a very, this episode? A very, oh, yeah. very, very pink and salmon heavy evening. Also. Just want to shout out to Hannah's really amazing silver pantsuit, which we did not mention earlier. Oh, yes. yeah. She incredible was wearing just clearly nothing underneath. It's that one of my suit. favorite looks, actually. Tape. She yeah. was wearing a lot of tape I, underneath. No, that is, that is like a look that I want an excuse to emulate. 
you don't need an excuse. That's the thing. You, you can could always totally wear good pants do it. I, I actually have no desire because I know that I will spend the whole night being like, is my boob out? You just need yeah. my boob out. fashion tape. Like, or like the buttons know, need to like, be at the correct place. I have had too many experiences of fashion tape not <laughs> holding fair. up long term. Yeah. And so I just like. I've actually never gotten fashion tape to work successfully for me. No, I've gotten it to work. Like, I, because like you use it on sets, but you use it for like, they'll come in, tape something, you do one That's tape. That's true. And then, and it, then the then tape comes, comes off. off. Right. So I just feel like that look is like, I admire it so much, but what I would spend. glue? Like a little super glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. You have to wear the outfit for like a week. Look, yeah, it just rips your skin off at the end, but well, it's worth it. Beauty is pain. wear it for a week with different bottoms. You know, it's fine. Like one day you wear the matching pants, then like maybe like a skirt. I don't know. Just throwing things out here. I think I have so much respect for it. It's just. <laughs> yeah. Well, she looked great. Sorry. She looked great. Um, needed to needed to throw that uh, in there. Tonight she's wearing black, which as Tyler S. Inform, or Tyler informed us, she looks dangerous in. It's dangerous in black. Dangerous just isn't a word I'd use to describe Hannah. No. No. Never, absolutely but she never. was charmed by it. Once again, of course, she's charmed by it. hear that. She seems to be charmed by almost all words. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we know, she can't always find them, so it's very alluring. Yeah. Uh, she talks to Mike, who's like, I have three queens at home, my sister, my mom, and my grandma, and I could definitely see you being my fourth and last queen. Uh, I guess unless they have daughters. Uh, but, right. Know, yeah. keep that possibility open. <laughs> well, then they'll, they'll be, be princesses. His- princesses. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, he hates seeing her cry. And he's just, like, feeling so much... Uh, responsibility to tell her about the bullshit he's seeing. He, like, wants to protect her. But what's the right thing to do? I don't know. Um, So he ends up sitting down with Luke P. and the rest of the guys and and says, you know, I'm pretty outspoken. I'm just going to say it. You're the cause of her not being really very happy right now. And Luke P. is like, actually, I'm not. Luke S. is the cause of that. I was just defending myself. He had the audacity to get body slammed by me. Oh, my God. And then they had to relitigate the entire incident. It's just infuriating. Who need who in the face? Who came up to who with their fists? I also just worried that Mike, like, Mike is not doing himself favors by getting being involved. involved in this. No, it's true. Like, I feel um, like. I didn't mind. I just like Mike. I mean, I really, <laughs> I like no, Mike. like, Mike is my favorite, which is why I'm protective of him. And I'm worried that this is. Not ultimately not going to play well. Yeah, I, but think, I also like. I don't think he's going to end up with Hannah. No, yeah. but I, I want him, him to make it up. far enough that he can be the bachelor. I do worry yes, that when I you mix into this drama, the thing that you really most risk is having the audience think of you as a shit stirrer and not as bachelor material. Like I right. do think there were people in the audience yeah. who were like, "Mike J, stay out of it. Right. Like this isn't a good look." I, d- I thought he was right about everything he said. Oh, I thought he was right, too. that he calls uh, Luke a millennial fuck, which I was like, you are you a millennial, are a millennial. You are a very solid millennial. Yeah, I thought he said millennial as fuck, but I guess it was millennial fuck stick. It's, but that's who knows? He wasn't, but he's also, he wasn't saying he wasn't a millennial. He was saying he wasn't a millennial fuck stick. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, but also, why was what... I didn't think Luke P's behavior was particularly millennial no. in nature. Uh, only in it's just contributing as... to the blanket demonization of millennials. <laughs> Many of them by now are adults with children and jobs, and we do not need this bullshit anymore. Um, however, everything else he said was correct. Um, 
That's the thing. I don't, like, sometimes I hate the people who get into the shit. I didn't mind with Mike because this is so clearly a situation where you have a psychopath and a person who just, like, didn't do anything and got sucked in and is now being lied about. Yeah. That I did feel like if I was there, it would be so hard not to, like, stand up for, like... Yeah. If you had someone gaslighting you, because essentially that's what Luke P was doing. Yes, he was gaslighting he was. Luke S and he was trying to gaslight he was gaslighting all of the all other of the dudes. Guys. Like, yeah. I understand why they got pissed at him, and I don't think I would have had a lot of restraint either. I'm just like, I want to protect Mike. We don't want Mike to be the bachelor, so we're costs. like, you have to like stick around. <laughs> um, and this is actually when Luke P is like, look, this is the definition of a psychopath on this phone. It's the complete it's opposite of me. <laughs> like, obviously, we're all going to, oh, I didn't know the definition of a psychopath was, but now that I read it, um, it's the complete opposite of Luke P. Totally. Um, you know, and Luke P is, like, clenching his fist and being like, I had to defend myself from Luke as he was clenching his fists at me. And this is when Mike is like, Luke, <laughs> you're defending yourself against Luke S? Um, and he's like, if you're going to grab somebody, come after me. You won't. You damn sure won't go after me. You feel like I'm a threat because I'm probably the biggest threat to you. But right now, I this um, was like got a little away from him. I think here, yeah. but I do think that he had a valid point, which was like Luke S seemed like an easy target, and he was. Well, yeah. And where someone someone like bigger with more of like an athletic history and more or, of a connection with Hannah, and more of a connection with Hannah, like who could face off in the manipulation war that follows, like. There are so many people who would have been much more intimidating for Luke to go after, and he didn't. No. He went off to her, like, Luke S. Yeah. So, like, this whole, I was the just protecting myself. political consultant. But that's the thing. Like, I don't think he intentionally went after Luke S. I think it was, like, a rage, like, a masculine rage thing that happened in oh, the I moment. Think, I think he had a rage blackout on yeah, that Yeah, I field. think he had a rage blackout. But my and thing then... is, like, sometimes people only have rage blackouts against opponents who are easier for them well to... yeah yeah no i agree that it wasn't like i'm going to seek him out but i do think it was like i'm it's okay for me to do this because he's well, yeah. not gonna if hurt he me tried to body slam mike it some shit would have gone down yeah probably um so meanwhile garrett and lucas are like yeah we all know lucas is here for the right reasons me lucas here for the right reasons you lucas definitely here for the right reasons <laughs> No one even knows about his tequila brand. Like, what tequila brand? I loved how much marketing this tequila brand got. Honestly, we never would have heard about it if Luke exactly. hadn't brought it up. It's true. Um, and so Lucas sits down with Hannah and is like, my parents were social workers, and so I'm a very good person. Which, <laughs> look, love a social worker, very noble career. You social workers can produce children who do bad things. I think that he was trying to add an extra yeah. element to the usual <laughs> thing, which is everyone being like, my character is the most important thing to me. Absolutely everyone says I that. I feel like he could sense at this point that he was being outplayed. Yeah. Yes. And he didn't really know what, what to, to do. do. Yeah. And Hannah's like, I see both sides. I'm sympathetic because I also had drama in the house when I was on the show, but like, I'm still trying to figure things out. And I'm irritated at both of you. And Lugas is like, great, cool. So this There's is really very nothing bad. he can do at this point. So he goes to Luke P and is like, Hannah still doesn't trust me. And it's because of what you said about the tequila. So do you really think that that's why I'm here? And everyone is staring at Luke P who tries to be like, yeah, that's why you're here. And they're like, come on, dude. And he's like, no. 
Uh, and so they're like, so what are you going to do about it? And he's like, I'm going to tell Hannah that Lucas is here for the right reason. He's like, I was always going to tell her that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm just going to level with her on that. I'm going to tell her right. I was wrong. And they're like, all right. And so Luke P goes and sits with Hannah and says... I don't want to be the guy who puts you on an emotional roller coaster. The last person I want to talk about Ugh. is Lucas. But look, he came up to me and he asked me to put in a good word with Hannah. God. Which I don't have any business concerning myself he's with that. He's such but a snake. He tried to talk me into believing he's here for the right reasons, but nothing has changed. It was so gross. <sighs> so manipulative. It was just like everything that makes trusting men hard. Yeah. Like, yes. All just like boiled into like one little. Also, he's on camera. When it's played back, it's very obvious that he was lying. Yeah. So like, what was the play here? Like uh, in in the long run, I guess there was not a long run strategy, long term strategy. That's the thing. It's very manipulative, but it doesn't seem like a very good overarching plan. Right. Like I think she already really wanted to keep him. And he could have advanced that by not talking about Lucas anymore. But instead, he went out of his way to make up more shit about Lucas. He also could have seen, like, could have been seen as the bigger person by Hannah if he had been like, look, Lucas, I'm not a Lucas fan, but I do just want to say, like, I'm sure that he is here for the right reasons and maybe I misspoke. And, like, let's just put that aside and focus on us. Yeah, but then Lucas might have stayed. True. Couldn't risk that. It's so, ugh, I just, like, hate it so much. And I hate that she's buying it. I think that's actually the thing. More than him being so manipulative, the thing that was, like, disturbing to me was watching, like, whatever power this dude has over her, this girl who thus far has been fairly good at sussing out bullshit or just being like, I'm not even going to pretend with the bullshit. I'm out. Is like, she's like, what? He asked you to put in a good word for him? And I'm like, that is the most obvious lie. It doesn't make any sense because it's a crazy obvious lie. And had she asked any of the other men. to anyone else. Right. Like, but she doesn't want to know. She wants to like. That's the thing. And that is what actually was like really painful for me to watch last night. Is her like. She was looking for reasons to believe Luke P. She wants him to stay. She wants her feelings for him to be okay, despite the fact that there are all these red flags. So that's what's going to happen. Also, because she's like, I think that like she like touched on it a little bit on her like crying on the pier thing, where like she's because she has such strong feelings for Luke. If she has to acknowledge that he maybe is an asshole, it makes her stop trusting herself and her instincts. And that must be really which is hard, scary. But also, that I feel for her. I think she needs to learn. I think she needs to learn not to trust her instincts. That's an important part of dating. (laughs) No. Is learning that yeah. what your self-destructive instincts are, and like I have seen definitely, and I I get this concern that she is being exposed to someone who clearly has poor impulse control and violent tendencies, and I agree, I find it concerning, but I also find that I feel that she has seen more of it than we often see a lead getting of yeah. those yeah. red flags, and she is not responding to them in a way that really concerns me. Like, I feel like she isn't really prepared to recognize those red flags and really I act on I do believe that she will eventually reach a breaking so. point with him. I, I don't think so. they're going to end up together. Right. I hope but so. But I think he's going to stick around for far too long. 
Um, so she does sit Lucas down and is like, I can't believe you asked Luke P to talk me up. And he's like, no, I just want him to tell the truth. Obviously, like, that's the only context in which you would ask your enemy yeah, to say like, anything to her. That's why it was like, yeah, why would he be the one that, like, Luke would go to like for a good word? the gymnastics that you have to go through to believe what Luke P is saying is true. Yeah. It's like, it's just a lot. Oh, she just wants that dessert. Um, so. I don't understand. It looks like the worst dessert. Luke S. confronts Luke P. and is like, you know what you've framed this totally incorrectly and made it seem like I forced you to to make up some stuff. And Luke P is like, I didn't say you forced me. Uh, I didn't do anything. Um, didn't you? I mean, you did ask me to speak on your behalf, right? And Lucas is like, no. Oh. I asked you to just tell the truth about the shit you already said. And all the guys are like, yeah, we saw this conversation. Luke P, you're wrong. And he's like, well, actually, Luke has pulled me aside in the hall and was like, can you <laughs> oh talk me? Oh, my God. <laughs> This was just insane gaslighting. I'm like, he really committed. (laughs) But like watching one person try to gaslight like a dozen other people. Incredible. Yeah. And knowing that like he's not succeeding with them, but he's succeeding. Right. Yeah. And this strategy worked. Lucas is like, I can't believe I got outsmarted by you. And I was like, honestly, me neither. That's embarrassing. I appreciated the most relatable moment. I appreciated that he recognized how shameful that was. Yes. Uh, And he's like, you know what? Karma's a bitch, which is the theme of this season. Um, And at that point, Hannah comes in and pulls both the Lukes away. Which uh, is the cliffhanger that oh, ends I this episode. I fucking hate cliffhangers. Me too. Every uh, season you know what's going to come. And I just am like, no one wants this. We never want this. I could never. have used, I could have used like five less minutes of also, Hannah making up facts in Boston and just show me the rose. The thing ceremony. is, now I think we're going to come back. Now we're going to come. Now we're going to come back, and we're not going to have the same buildup. Yeah. So it's just we're going to be plopped into this conversation, and we're going to be like, oh right, they were fighting. And yeah, it's also we already weird. know where it's going. Yeah, Luke I mean, he will stay. I think that it always seems like a good idea to do the cliffhanger, but in the end. It just zaps all the it energy only out of works the climax. When they're doing like a Monday and Tuesday episode. Yeah. Like those it's are the long. only time where you're like, I hate this, but fine. But when it's a week in between, it is like and then you you have like we'll come in, we'll see the end of this, and then we'll get a bunch of new stuff, and then probably won't get a rose ceremony for th- you know, like it just throws the whole thing off. Yeah. And I feel like everyone feels this way, and then they do it to us every season. Maybe not that much stuff happens next week, so they're able to, like, cram into rose ceremonies. Which they have Maybe. done. They have done that in the past. I yeah. hope they do. I, I think because they know on. that people don't love a lot of cliffhangers in a row. And rose yeah. ceremony at the beginning is weird. It's very—it yeah. doesn't have the same kind of emotional payoff no. when it's at the beginning. It really yeah. doesn't. Well, what an episode. What an we episode. talked for a really long time. Yeah, Apologies. <laughs> um, but... I feel like that happens every time I'm here. I'm I mean, sorry, guys. Claire and I love speaking, and then we end up bringing on our friends who also just can't stop talking. Yeah. It's a real yeah. disaster for Nick and Sarah. Apologies. Um, it was really fun for me, so <laughs> that's what really matters. The theme of this episode was really toxic masculinity, so I almost hesitate to pull out any specific (laughs) moments. Um, There was just so much emphasis on male aggression as a virtue and on uh, violence as virtue. Um, 
it it wasn't the kind of attitude that I like to see from a really progressive feminist episode of The Bachelorette. But there were a few other specific moments that we wanted to highlight that we didn't dig into as much earlier in the episode. Uh, so first of all, uh, I wanted to note that we repeatedly had an emphasis from several of the men on how they would fight for Hannah and fighting for Hannah and fighting to win Hannah, uh, which is just another dimension of this idea that manhood and masculinity uh, means uh, fighting and that femininity means being fought for. Um, And it's not a framing that is very empowering for women or very healthy for men. So I'm going to give that a four. And then, and this really connects to what Claire was just saying, but we saw men like Mike J and like a few of the other men, I think Luke P has has probably harped on this, saying that, you know, they it's their job to be Hannah's protectors. Um, and this kind of goes along with the idea that masculinity is inherently connected to aggression and uh, fighting for love and therefore the primary purpose of being a partner to a woman is to protect her from harm, which again doesn't really give that woman very much agency and inherently bakes in this uneven power dynamic. So I'm going to give that one like a three. It's not great. Uh, the last one is just a fun <laughs> one. Um, Luke P., we believe, makes a comment as they approach the mansion for the cocktail party um, about the lion statuary uh, in front of the mansion uh, saying, ah, lions, this is an alpha male's house. Um, The whole concept of alpha males is bad. Uh, It's based on junk science. It's not real. Um, And it perpetuates really unhealthy ideas of how men should behave and relate to each other and to women. But it's just so cartoonish and amusing to me that Luke P just specifically has to designate lion (laughs) statues as alpha male. It's almost a parody of itself, albeit unintentionally. So I'm going to give that a five, but like a goofy five. Yeah, like a five that makes you chuckle. Yeah. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Aaron Dark, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Hannah's season recaps. Also remember to give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people discover our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. We'll be back next week for episode five of The Bachelorette. And if you're still listening, remember to come to our live show if you'll be in the Brooklyn area. It's at the Bell House on Thursday, July 25th. Buy tickets at the link in our Instagram bio or find them on thebellhouseny.com. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. 
Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.